$5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SAVE to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. Collectors Club with Bryce and Michael. <laughs> I know a ghost story or two. Let's do this. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Bigfoot Collectors Club. <laughs> that intro is so every like time. our Sasquatch is so broy. It's awesome. It's pretty great. Um, hi, I'm Michael McMillan. I'm your host, and with me always is your co-host, my Bri- co-host. Bryce Johnson. Hi, Bryce. How's it going, Mike? It's going well. Good. How is uh Okay, so this is airing in early, you know, mid-December, but for us, we just got done with Thanksgiving. How was your Thanksgiving? It was great. It yeah. was great. I don't normally eat a lot of meat, but I went ahead and had some fowl. Okay. Why not? A little waterfowl? Sure. Was there any duck served? No, no, just regular bird. But it was a conscious decision, so I think that's important. Did you give thanks for anything this season? Yeah, man. I'm really thankful for you, man, and this Bigfoot podcast. Thanks, buddy. I feel the same way. You know what's so cool is that we are growing. This is, what, our fifth episode? Yeah. And we're, like, growing a little audience, so I'm going to thank everybody who's actually tuning in and downloading and listening to the show. I mean, it's really cool. I wanted to say a couple things up top, um, some club business. Uh Real quick correction for last week when I was talking about my story, which was the Hop- Hopkinsville Goblin. The the 37th parallel north is longitude, not latitude. Gotcha. I'm an idiot. No. I misunderstood. Listen, and, and I'm glad you brought that up. We're going to be making mistakes like that all the oh, time. all the time. Know, we're just a couple of dudes no, up in the I'm clubhouse. No, and I'm dumb. Like, I, mean, I am no, dumb. No, well, When it comes to math and, and geography, well, geography I'm okay with, but like math, especially, anything that has numbers, I'm, I'm bad. Capital of Montana. Uh, rallied North yep, Dakota. That's it exactly. I don't know. So you're fine. Yeah, I'm fine. Uh, and then I also want to give a big shout out. Speaking of uh, people listening to the show, I talked to Tyson from Maiden Voyage Clothing Company this weekend. The people who make the patches. Yeah, so cool. And he's cool. so cool. He's letting us use uh, his cool Protect Cryptid Wildlife patch on our on our uh, album cover. So big shout out and a big thank you to Tyson. We're thankful for you. Definitely. And Maiden Voyage is not a sponsor, but honestly, we just love I was stuff. I, yeah, I was on their uh, Etsy page the other day or their eBay page, I guess. And there's so much cool stuff. I'm going to start ordering. They have, like, really cool T-shirts. Yeah. Well, I, I think throughout the length of this thing, we'll be shouting out a lot of cool yeah. places and uh, Instagrams and right. stuff like that. And then final bit of business before we get to our guest. Uh, I want to ask you guys to please, please send us emails with your stories. We, we haven't gotten any yet. The Bigfoot Collectors Club at gmail.com. 
Bryce and I really want to do a Listener Files episode yeah. where we share your stories. So, and I, I Be have, that first one. Yeah, I've had people tell me that they've got stories. So send them in, please. I mean, keep them short, and uh, we'll, we'll read them, you know. Don't go. You don't have to write a novel. A paragraph or two. Tell sure. your story. A bang in the night. Whatever. Great. Okay. Awesome. Well, here we are. It's episode five, and today we have a very fun guest. He's one of my best friends of all time, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, you'll see him on Nobody's on TBS. Ooh. Correct. Yeah. TV Land. Sorry. TV Land. TV Land. Actually, it's coming. It's they've they've moved it to a new network called the Paramount. Oh, Ooh. oh yeah, I've heard about this. Yeah. Okay, cool. So watch him on Nobody's. You can see him uh, doing, he's been a Groundlings Company member for years, and he's done shows over there. You might see him there doing shows every now and then. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Kevin Kirkpatrick. <sighs> Yay! Hi. I made my own applause happen. Yeah, it was, <laughs> that's it was our, awesome. And this is our clubhouse ghost. Hi. Uh, hi, Kevin. Hi, Kevin. How are you, buddy? I am great. I'm How really was your happy to Thanksgiving? You were in Florida. I was in Florida for Thanksgiving, which is not Florida doesn't feel very holidayish, but I guess neither does LA sometimes. But uh, especially when it's ninety five degrees yeah. on Thanksgiving, no yeah. good. Um, in Florida, did you happen to hear anything about the skunk ape? <laughs> I was skunk just ape? Yeah, skunk ape. That's no. the Florida Bigfoot. Yeah. It is? Yeah. yeah. He hangs out in the swamps, and he's stinky, so they call him Skunk Ape. You know, the, the old story goes was there's this old lady who wrote a letter to the sheriff's department, and she, with a couple I'm, photographs. I'm already, I'm already in. So <laughs> Any well, story starting yeah. an old lady, Kevin's like, this is my kind of fiction. No, yeah. and she was like, I have my grandkids over here, and I'm worried that this thing will hurt them. You need to do something about it. She sent in three photographs, and one of them, in the dark, one of them, I mean, this thing looks like an orangutan. It is huge. She's like, it's seven to eight feet tall, and I'd really wish you guys would do something about it. And she signed it anonymous because she didn't want, you know, but these pictures are still out By there. By the way, you this... don't sound very Florida. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, yeah, and so that became known as, I think, is the Sarasota um, Sasquatch, the skunk ape. And but it's great photographic evidence. That's okay. great. So yeah. you didn't see anything weird like that down there? What was the weirdest thing you saw in Florida? I mean, I was attacked by one, but at the <laughs> time, I wasn't right. really thinking, oh, this is the famous skunk ape. I was right. just like, this giant hairy creature has punched through my windshield and is dragging me into the woods. <laughs> How did you get away? Uh, I didn't. You I submitted. basically spent Thanksgiving <laughs> with the skunk apes. Sometimes you just have to submit to the captor. That's yeah, right. and can I tell you, they do their stuffing wrong. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I, I I use a uh, uh, green pepper. <laughs> yeah. No. No. You got. I have like cumin. a cornbread dressing. Yeah. Oh. I don't appreciate the breadcrumb dressing <laughs> that those goddamn skunk eggs were serving me. I, Can I cuss on there? Yes, of course, sure. please. It says explicit on the label. Yeah. Okay. So Kevin, uh, we are so happy to have you today. Um, now you are someone who is not necessarily a skeptic. Right. But you don't have any personal experiences with the paranormal. I am forced into being a skeptic by a lack of experience and encounters. Now, are you open to an encounter? Yeah, I would say at this point, and I'm not just saying this to be to sound cute or whatever, I mean, which a lot of things I say are going to sound cute. <laughs> I was just thinking how Failed. adorable you are. <laughs> I know. But I honestly am, I've been open a long time, and... I'm now entering into some bitter territory Ooh, because, go on. 
because nothing happens. So you're yeah. feeling rejected yeah. by I'm the feeling paranormal rejected spectrum. By yes. I, I get that. What would you rather have happen to you? You want like a ghosted incident UFO or? I would like a mild encounter. A mild <laughs> Sure. Like a ghost cat brushes yeah, right. past your leg oh, and you give him a little pat. Yeah, yes. right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, most people I know have some kind of thing where like, and this man gave me a ride, and then when I turned around to thank him, he was gone. Like some angel. <laughs> right. Or that's a lot of those in Texas. A lot of people that I know have experienced angels. You're from Texas. Yes, I am from Texas. What what down there was filled with angels. <laughs> right. <laughs> They love it there. What was your, uh, was there a local folklore in Texas? Was there something you would hear? Like mm. like Joplin, Missouri. I'm from Kansas City, and Joplin, Missouri had the spook light, which is like a, a glowing light that people would see, you know, darting around in the forest and the fields, and people would go park their cars and watch this thing. Was there anything in Texas that you were like, did you have your own Texas skunk, skunk ape, for example? Not that I know of. Any haunted houses in your neighborhood? <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a gear shift. Yes. <laughs> Something, anything. Come yeah. on. There were some terrible haunted houses. Uh, yeah, I don't. I think. I think it's more probably of a rural thing in Texas. I bet if, and I'm not from a small town, but I bet if I had been, there'd be all kinds of like legends and weird things that I knew about. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if the. I don't know if the Lord being such a strong presence there sort of kept some of the. Spooky Some of the evil stuff way. at bay. Right, right. No, it is. It is like very... I said, it's full of angels, though. Right. No, it is very interesting. People could see a large hairy beast with fangs and be like, oh, this angel just was watching over me. I think it had a halo, I believe. Yeah. I tell you, this angel was so sweet, but his, his cornbread stuffing was lacking this year. <laughs> You know, that, I think I think belief does influence a lot of like what what we see in local communities and local lore. I think it has a big plays a big part anyway. You know. Yes. So I I definitely agree. I mean, definitely your where you come from shapes the mythology that you're you know you've grown up with. I think. Did you was there anything when you were a kid, Kevin, that scared you? Did you did you have recurring nightmares of anything? If you were like, oh, did you watch like alien movies and you were scared of aliens? Was there anything that captured your imagination? Um, I think uh, not. <laughs> <laughs> I love no. it. Uh, I did. I had. I didn't. Uh... Do you uh, have any honest, imagination? Just be n- honest. With none. <laughs> I had listen. I had a tough time as a kid. I had I was busy with other things. I didn't have the Michael McMillan upbringing where all he had to do was just daydream about aliens and what if what, totally. what if Bigfoot was in the woods just behind his house. Right. I was just trying to get enough food. Um, no, I will say this makes me sound like I'm obsessed with religion, but I will say that I met the devil twice. Mm. Why? Okay, see, start this is, with that. We're getting there. Let's talk Does that about count it. As yes, absolutely. Okay. Our very first episode, our origin story, talked about a devil that visited Bryce and stared at him through a window. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, with the horns. It looked like the uh, the, the we, we found out it was the, the Underwood Devil. Underwood from Devil. Underwood canned ham, I think. Just like that tuna canned ham. Yeah. Which is a little funny to me, but yeah. Nonetheless, I saw it. It looked so. like a mascot. Right. So what happened? You okay? This okay. Is, see, everybody's yeah. got a story. Here we go. Okay, you pulled one out. Yeah. Um. Uh. There's two. So where? Uh, which one do I start with? Um. Start at the beginning. Okay. The the first time that I saw the devil. Uh, I was walking home from a friend's house, let's say six blocks, and I 
And you're how old? Mm, I'm probably 10. Great. And I'm walking home, and I would cut through side yards. In other words, instead of going to the street as a car would drive to get to my house, I just made the direct line, and I still had to cross like six streets, but I would just go, instead of using a street, I would just go between houses on every block. Oh, yeah, you're cutting Terrible through, the mistakes. Backyards. through the backyards. Yeah. yeah. Big mistake. Uh-huh. No, I'm just kidding. That's where the devil is. <laughs> right. I did that one time in my neighborhood when I was a kid, I got attacked by a goose. A goose. <laughs> They're Artie, notorious let's watchdog. You're supposed to let's have see. a better story than my yeah. story before Let's hear Kevin's. Story. Yeah. This would be so much funnier if it was a goose attack. Um, <laughs> so I'm walking, and I don't know. I had nothing on my mind. Just getting home. It's dusk. Looking for that food. Uh-huh. And I pass by uh, an actual garage sale, which you know people say garage sale, but, but this one was actually happening in their garage. So their driveway was sort of littered with things for sale in the, inside the garage. And there was a line of people three or four people waiting to, I guess, pay for something. And the devil was in that line. What? And I and I know this because I'm walking. And I, I, I want to say all that because I couldn't have been less scared by the situation. There was no shadows. It was still mostly daylight. And it's a garage sale and people lined up. And I just glanced over. Six feet away from me is the line. And this one man who... Funnily enough, looked like Jesus on the surface, mm-hmm. and he had long hair, which you didn't see in my neighborhood in the eighties in Texas. Uh, and he just like his head snapped, ooh, and looked at me so quick and hard, like like the hungriest creature, like caught the scent of a wounded animal. Like he just went, Choo! like, and he, maybe he was a, a pedophile. We don't know for sure. <laughs> But I think he's just a long-haired pedophile. Right. <laughs> Maybe. Well, hold on. With head snapping action. <laughs> right. Hold on. Because I dealt with my share of pedophilia when I was a kid. Like, I had a guy try to give me a ride home and his Datsun. And I knew how to, like, get rid of those creeps. Oh, no. Yeah. I know. I, I want to I... go back to my earlier statement and say you never have to submit to your captor. Just run. Don't get yeah. in the Datsun. I didn't get in the Datsun. I was, I was weirdly. I had a few things like that as a kid where I knew. I was kind of wise. And I was like. That guy's a creep, and when mm-hmm. he'd be like, I'll give you a ride, I'd be like, whatever. Like, I, I was really, so... Did it make you feel kind of attractive, though? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I did feel pretty the rest of that walk home with that Dotson peeled oh, out no. in anger. Um, so head-snapping Jesus. So head-snapping Jesus, but what I want to say is this didn't feel like another guy that wanted in my <laughs> junk. Right. Uh, he looked at me, and his eyes were so blue... They were as cold as hell. Mm. Ooh. And in my, ver- in my, uh, my oh, belief system, hell is freezing. Yeah. <laughs> I like the heat. No, totally. So, these icy, cold eyes, and he just stared at me expressionless. He just snapped his head, probably more than a normal head should turn. Right. And he snapped on me and just stared at me. And I, before I, my brain could even process thought, my body was already moving. I was running. And I sprinted with the craziest fear in my chest. For like six straight blocks, just tore home and then tore into my house and just like was so rattled by just the calm, icy Mm. stare. And like I said, I had good instincts as a kid. That's creepy. That's very creepy. So I think he was the devil. Okay, then when, when did the devil come back? Then he came back. Then he had another garage sale. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Kevin threw his own garage sale to trap the devil. (laughs) 
Well, I think in an old he... violin. <laughs> Whatever I would play it. That's amazing. The devil would grant me three wishes. <laughs> Those blue eyes can't hide from me. Uh uh-uh. uh. Um, I think the devil figured out that I that if he were to appear in human form like that at a garage sale, I would easily outrun him. So <laughs> the next appearance was when I was uh, in bed, high school now. He cooled it for a while, and then he came back. <laughs> so I'm came back in down. high school. Sure. And he, I was laying in bed trying to go to sleep, trying to go to sleep. And I'm laying there trying to go to sleep, and then I just felt this weird weight on me like on my chest like just just i was like oh god this just so much and then i felt something coming through my bedroom window just Ooh. like it just was a feeling this time and it was and it was like and it was as, as though in the night you you know when you see heat waves like in the distance when you're driving on a desert highway well like it was that somehow in the dark i could just see the weird texture of the air and and i felt a weight on me and i was like just a terrible horrible dread, horrible, horrible, horrible feeling. And I thought, I have to get to... And I couldn't make a sound. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I have to get to my phone somehow. I thought that's the... And I couldn't move. I was so weighted down with whatever this horrible thing that was just pouring... My bed was right by the window. hag syndrome thing. Paralysis. Is this a thing? Yeah, Yeah, paralysis. This wavy, dark... Almost like whatever the opposite of light is, shadow. Mm. <laughs> but like this wavy dark essence was just coming in, Ooh. and paralyzed, laying there. And I thought my only chance is to get to my phone, and and then I just felt this horrible dread. And then later I woke up. So uh-huh. I don't. It was like a weird. Didn't feel like a dream because I don't. I was laying in bed and literally seamlessly entered yep. a state where nothing had changed. So it didn't yeah. feel like snapping into a dream. Well, so. you know, what's your description? And then, but here's the oh, finish. Here's yes. the button on this. The shadow had blue eyes. Here's Ooh. the button on this. When I kind of came to, either snapped out of the uh, devil attack or mm-hmm. dream, whatever you want to call it, um, I looked down and off my bed on the floor was my phone and it was off the hook. Weird. So I had... I think gotten to my phone. Whoa, somehow. weird. Maybe a little loss of time there, or loss of. That, that's crazy. It was that something weird. And like, I had a million nightmares as a kid, and I used to. But but this one was one I'll just never forget. That feeling. That mm. that's then, the old hag thing they talk about, like a succubus. The in Greek mythology, it's a it's a demon that comes and sits on your chest when you're asleep, and it and it sucks like out. A cat. Yeah, like a cat, yeah. and sucks out your life force. That's exactly what. Happened, yeah. That's so that it. was a succubus. But also, Bryce, sleep yes. paralysis. He couldn't get it. He couldn't right. get all my life force. That's no. too much of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I could tell about that. That about you. Yeah. You know, I think that's an amazing story. I can't I've, believe you forgot yeah. all those. Uh, you haven't hanging out with the devil because you're a liar, dude. You said you had no stories, and you had two awesome ones. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna take a break, and when we come back, Bryce. I hope is... I make it. Will I be back? After <laughs> you, we might <laughs> yes. cut you. Okay. Well, <laughs> might see. be bounced from the show. Uh, we don't put up with liars in our clubhouse. Uh, <laughs> Wait, your podcast started with with you admitting to your previous episodes being riddled with mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's us. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but when we come back, we're going to have Bryce's high strangeness topic of the week. Awesome. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. 
LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. And we're back, Bigfoot Collectors Club. We had a jump back into the session because Bryce just started going off on some something well i was just we had to get this on record well yeah i was just saying you know those who have experienced with lucid dreaming and i have a a, some mild experience but some of the most um experienced users to get into their lucid dream state um it's sort of like the fast version but the most difficult um is to to lay down on your back and just to wide awake is just to go into the sleep state um consciously and it takes a while but to get to that what you have to do is experience um the mind-altering effect of something crushing your chest, and often people experience demons or goblins or aliens within the room. So if you can get past that, then you can move into the lucid experience where you're awake in a dream state, and then you can control your dreams. But to get there, that hard state is a lot of that uh, that, that compression upon the chest and, uh, and a nauseousness, and, and then if there's often you know a, a sensation of something entering the room. And you called it a, a what? An aeronaut? Ar- oh, you, uh, uh, you know. Oh, so the term for a lucid dreamer is a, an oneironaut, someone an who explores their dreams. Ooh. Yes, mm, that's um, pretty cool. But an, uh, you've had a have you ever, have you ever been in training? <laughs> yes. Have you ever been awake in a dream, or have you ever ha- experienced a lucid dream? No. Mm. What does that mean? Like you can control what happens in the dream. A lucid dream is when you are aware that you're dreaming and you can alter or change your environment or bring into your dream whatever you so wish I've without waking up. I've aware that I'm dreaming before, but I never take full control over the dream. Mm, that's fun when you do. Yeah. Problem I had was I just, I just kept trying to like sleep with hot celebrities. So I was like, <laughs> I got to quit. I'm like, I'm not getting anywhere. <laughs> I always like, anytime I'm aware that I'm dreaming now, I just automatically wake up. Like yeah. it wakes me up. And so I, I used to have a little lucid dreaming capability when I was, I well, was a kid. It, but It's a fascinating subject because, I mean, you can really like, you can really explore alternate dimensions or really whatever topic you so choose, you know. And now we know you're a pervert, so this is great. Okay, yeah. um, so Bryce, <laughs> yes. it's high strangeness time. Yes. And uh, you brought us a story. I did. Today. And I'm so excited about it. So this is, um, oh my God, that's, those are old notes. Oh, geez. Um, I'm going into my bag. So, Kevin, what we do for every week is we have a topic of high strangeness where we share a story from paranormal history. Mm-hmm. And so we'll listen to Bryce, and then we'll, we'll you know, we'll we'll chime in here and there as we see fit. And then yeah. after this segment, I like we'll, I'm going to chime in a lot. Yeah, you go please for do. it. And then, and then, and then, once he's done with the story, we'll all talk about what we think, what we think's going on here. Okay. Okay. So this is an amazing incident, one of my favorites. And this is known as the Dyatlov Pass incident, and it takes place in Russia, uh, deep in the Ural Mountains. So now, on or about February 2nd, 1959, nine Russian college students, seven men, two women, they hiked up the icy slopes of the Ural Mountains in the heart of Russia, but they never came out alive. To this day, it remains one of Russia's most talked about unsolved mysteries. Investigators have been never able to give a definitive answer as to who or what caused this, um, you know, bizarre crime scene. The only official answer they ever gave on the report was an unknown compelling force. That's what they came up with. 
You know, some say it was an avalanche. Some say it was the local Manzi tribe, the indigenous tribe, which they were later exonerated, by the way. Infrasound, military testing, paradoxical undressing, blah, blah, blah. No one knows, except for those people who were there and who perished through it. Now, here's where it gets interesting. So about 55 years later, an American explorer named Mike Lebecki, now he's no slouch, right? He's like a 2013 National Geographic Adventure of the Year recipient. He decides to reinvestigate this mystery, and he did it with Discovery Channel. They put out an amazing program. What he uncovers is, is pretty terrifying. Based on some diary accounts and some forensic evidence and a photograph taken by one of the hikers the day before they died, it sends chills up my spine, and it begs the question, did they capture their killer on camera? And you be the judge, Kevin, because this photo is just the icing on the Yeti cake, and I'll post it online. Here's what we know. Nine Russian... Wait, do I get to see the photo? Oh, yeah, you want to see it now? Well, you said, you be the judge, Kevin, and then you just <laughs> motored on past that moment. I know. I do that. Don't make, make me a judge. I wanna, I, like, before we go on, yeah. I have a question Sure. Already. So there was... These, these hikers disappeared, or there was a crime scene where they found their bodies? They were bodies. found. All their bodies were found. Because this, I think I've heard this story before. Yeah, all their bodies were found. And None they of, were, like, massacred. Well, I'll get there, okay. yeah. Here's what we know. I just want to yeah. know what the cops saw when they yeah. came to the scene. Yeah, I do, too. Yeah, well, if so, you're trying to get me to f- solve this crime, I'm no, going to need to know. No, the- it'll never be solved because, okay. you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things now where it's so put in time and place in history that, that no amount of, like, unearthing any new thing will, will bring light on this. But it's, it remains a mystery. How old were the victims? They were, like, in their 20s. They were college students at a technical college right there. So a bunch of drunk college students wandered up into the yeah. icy mountains. Yeah, that's right. And we're all wondering why they didn't come back. No, it's true. And you know what? And the, the local <laughs> tribesmen there, they called the Mountain of the Dead. So who goes with their buddies? Hey, guys, let's go hike up to the Mountain of the Dead. And, and you know, and... Wait, was this guy from Florida? Oh, you might have been a Russian <laughs> Floridan. Um, here's what we know. Nine Russian experienced hikers, right? They plan a trip of a lifetime. So after they make camp on a clearing near the top something would cause them to leave the sanctity of their tent. Now, this is where it starts to get really strange. The investigators that, you know, came upon the scene, they found slash marks that were made inside the tent, and they were all peering out at the forest. So it, it really looked like they were like peekouts. Now, what happened after that, nobody knows, because they all left the sanctity of their tent. One guy, you know, premises a stove went wrong and blah, blah, blah. But they all left half unclothed and not in a hurry. So I imagine, like... In a single line, like, we have to get out of here. Something scared them out of that tent. And from there, you know, they're pretty much doomed. Um, or are they? You know, they found two hikers um, half-clothed. They had made a, a little fire amongst the tree line. Male or female? Uh, two guys. Two guys. And Great. then, I know. So, and th- but, uh, yeah, so they, uh, they found them. They, they, they figured they died of hypothermia. And then they found a few other bodies, like three were laying towards the, the fire, the investigators. Once the investigators came on the scene, it was like, you know, pretty crazy. Um, locals also reported seeing strange orange orbs that night. And uh, later they would also investigate, you know, there was a big Russian military presence there. They, you know, some guy went on camera saying that they were testing a two-stage rocket. Now, one of the hiker's photographs at the, one of his last photographs is, and I'll show you these pictures now. But uh, here's a photograph of the... Wait, will you say you be the judge, Kevin, before yeah. you show me the photo? Kevin, you be the judge. Okay. Now, is that a strange orange orb, or is that possibly a two-stage rocket? And this was taken by okay, one of the hikers. At a, that's, yeah, that's We're going to throw this up on our Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, but we're looking at a photo of a uh, blurry light. Yeah, it's just really, it's pretty nondescriptive. But what I want to show you now is this photo, one of the last photos 
taken the day before they died. And that was on their camera? And this is on their camera. Both of them. And I, and I just want to show you that. I mean, now, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, now, if you look at the, I'm going to pass you this, but now in Russia, it's known as the Mank. Look at the arms what, on that thing. Can we all just agree on one name for this? this <laughs> right. I feel like we would have but, found him if we could have just all now, been well, it, calling him one thing. Sorry, so, Kevin. Not everybody can be garage sale devil. Yeah. So the, the garage sale devil Jesus. That's look right. how creepy that is. And that's just, you know, they took that on their camera. And they also, they wrote in their journal in large print. This is a definitely a photo of what looks to be a Yeti in snowy, snowy woods. Yeah, and they and this, and this is not a doctored photograph. There, there's a Dietlov Foundation in Russia where the, the negatives are held in a safe. And Mike Lebecki took the negatives out of this safe, and boom, there it was, uncut, um, is that photo. And uh, also, on their diaries, one of, the, one of the students had recorded in large print, now we know the snowman exists. Were they joking? Were they being followed? Um, you know, and, and, and you know, I don't want to like paint snowman. like I know. Well, that's what they they also called. They referred to it as the snowman up there. Now, in the local Manzi tribe, you know, they had been telling countless tales of of the Menzi or the the Yeti uh, and how it had a, a fondness for for deer and especially soft tissues like the tongues and the eyes. And on one of the Russian hikers, a, a woman named Ludmilla. You know, she was one of the last four found. They found four of them two months later, buried in a snow The cave. campers. Yeah, four the of the hikers. hikers. Yeah, with extreme, extreme, um, almost uh, weird injuries, all internal. Like, the, 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 the coroner said it was almost as if a car crash or, or a, according to Russian cryptozoologist Mikhail Trackengertz, it looked as if someone had hugged them oh so tightly. Um, you know, so, oh gosh, where was I going? I just, it's so crazy that... Uh, I think I heard a theory about this that involves some weird sound frequency. Yeah, some guy wrote some kind of weapon that may have. Yeah, in the infrasound theory, some guy wrote a book and he says, you know, there was a that that pass had created a tunnel, but listen, and and created like a a paranoia within them, causing them to undress. Like the way the wind blew through the tunnel created this low level frequency. The girl hiker Ludmilla, she was found with her tongue missing and her eyes out. That is so... And so every other theory, the avalanche theory, the the infrasound, the military testing, none of it explains for that. And especially those, the, the big injuries. Now, I don't want to paint Yeti as a bad guy, right? Like, I'm, I'm here to say... Maybe, He's got Yeti got to eat. Yeti got to eat, right? Yeti got to you know? eat. Plus, this is Yeti's backyard. Well, that's right. And these are a bunch of, bunch of drunk college kids. Yeah. It's, and, and like and I said, hot. in the Patterson... <laughs> In my version, yeah, no, they're very hot. Igor Dyatlov, he was the leader, twenty three. You know, can I say something about Russians? Yes, they have beautiful skin. Yeah, (laughs) beautiful skin. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that in the white, snowy Alps Mm -hmm. of the Russia. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, This this also reminds me of the uh, when we talked about Patterson Gimlin in episode one. Uh, that we had the theory, or they had the theory, that the Sasquatch in that video was a mother protecting her young. Mm-hmm. So it's also possible that this was, like, you know, uh, if, if if there was, in fact, a Yeti, they could have been protecting yeah. their space. No one knows, Mike, and it gets very strange, too, because, you know, the Russians out there, they had started a... Um, 
uh, basically a foundation looking for this thing right about a year before. They called it the Snowman Expedition. Expedition. It was military, militarily funded, and and even the, there was one other survivor. There's actually ten members of this group. The guy got sick and he went back early. His name was Yuri. He's probably oh. thanking thanking God. But he remembers looking back at his friends, um, you know, and they at, at their belongings, and they found a Russian military boot anklet. There, so a lot, some people say that the, the the Russians got there before the actual investigative team did, and that they, uh, you know, because they had known about this, they were looking to capture mm-hmm. uh, a possible Yeti and you know explore it for, you know, who knows, who knows what happened up there. But this is what we do know: that picture is real. That doesn't look like a hiker to me. And you know, when you look up, go to go to YouTube and just look up like Mank, Russian Yeti, Amosti you will find some video and some photos that just, they creep you out, man, and it's its very strange. Is there an animal that would have eaten her tongue and eyes out? Well, you know, uh, uh, that's that's sure, but Sorry there were no... The no, no, but in the guy's book, I believe his name is Donnie, he, he alludes to there was no animal tracks found around, so it really mm-hmm. kind of uh, um, it kind of eliminated the uh, the fox ripping out someone's tongue. You know, I, I, not only did I mention, but they did find, you know, some 16-inch uh, foot tracks not too far from this incident. Well, that's incident. important for... The case that um, Kevin's trying to put together. Right, yeah. right. Well, they found, you know, Yeti tracks, not Fox tracks, you know. So, uh-huh. but, well, so it's a very strange story, you know. And, and the, the Dyatlov incident? Dyatlov. His name was Igor Dyatlov. He was a 23-year-old Russian. Yeah. Okay, so that's the, they named it after they one were, of the yeah, hikers. Yeah, is now no, yeah, they named it after the hiker that passed. And it's still known as, to the locals as the Mountain oh. of the Dead, you know. Ooh. But, uh, yeah. That yeah. is terrifying. The... The the um the eyes and the tongue like the the horror of it like yeah is really disturbing yeah you know and 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 who knows and we also should acknowledge that there were vic- real victims here this these isn't are just real? a paranormal no this encounter. isn't a paranormal story this, this is died. this is flesh and blood here Jeez. you know and listen I, I I bring it up because like you know I don't know what happened and everybody that new Yeti and. Information is is pretty crazy, but I don't want to like. I like to think outside the box and be like, you know. Obviously, those two hikers, he didn't kill them. They they had started a fire. They had managed to get wood high up from a tree. You know, hypothermia got them. Three other bodies were laying face toward the camp. No real injuries to sustain. So maybe Yeti's just out there letting letting shit go down nature wise. You know, and um, who, who knows? I don't know. Well, you know what? We're gonna come back in just a second from this break, and we're gonna ask ourselves, what the hell was that? Welcome back. That story is scary. And now I want to ask Kevin, you've had some time to put together the evidence. You've heard this tale. And Kevin, what the hell was that? Yeah, it's 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 seeming like a Yeti. But <laughs> why why do we only get these little random grainy like put a number on the yeti population for me so i can understand why we're not seeing them very well very mm-hmm. often like well so they uh, what some is your ex- belief some experts think there's around 15,000 worldwide and are they cuz they're not tiny no are they nocturnal yeah they're nocturnal animals uh some evidence suggests they have like lookouts throughout the day and they're mostly active during night and the ones that we do catch on camera cuz there are animals sometimes that that there have been animals photographed that not yetis, but just like a species of cat, wild cat or something. Like, well, this is the first time one's ever been recorded. Yeah, that's right. There are 
slu- there are what do you call what's the word when something is evasive to, elusive like, elusive there are elusive animals out there that we now know exist so what's to say there's not this is the argument we've already made foot, yeah on but, this podcast yeah um no, they're discovering new species all the time. But, you know, like a, like a former guest, Paul Tompkins, said, yeah, but they're not Bigfoot. And <laughs> yeah, so yeah, he's yeah. got a great point. Yes, we're discovering new species all the time, but why is that one so elusive when it's obviously the biggest? Yeah. Here's what I would offer as the uh, – to, to play the garage sale devil Jesus advocate. Of course. Um, <laughs> this photo of the Yeti. Right. Okay. What is stopping this being from being some large Russian dude in like a full body snowsuit who's hanging out in the woods? Maybe a hermit. Sure. I mean, they didn't find any cabins yeah, out there, but, I Mike, guess, but the, and decides to just go slaughter four, these campers. The last four hikers had injuries, internal injuries, almost like their ribs had been crushed internally, either by a through pressure. Or through, uh, Have you seen a photo of Putin shirtless? Yes. That man could bear hug you to death. I would agree with that. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I, I'm just saying, I'm trying to come up with, yeah, yeah, it's an unconventional way to murder a group of hikers and to leave, also to leave witnesses. It sounds like that something scared them and that they ended up splitting off into groups and getting lost yeah. after the attack. Yeah. And that's where the other two um, incredibly good-looking male campers were found by their fire. Yeah. So I would— I, I bet I, they had to have sex with each other to I stay I mean, warm. they would have had to. If you think about it, they would have had to to stay warm. Now that you're saying doesn't this, doesn't make it gay, Michael. Now that you're saying this, I'm looking at this photograph, and now I'm seeing, I'm seeing it could be like a hulking dude in some kind of a ski mask. I'm, I'm thinking and a big, snowsuit. full body snowsuit. Yeah, who is following these kids? I mean, I don't know, like a Siberian Jason. Listen, no, you know what's weird about that though is there's something about the arms. Well, he's got one withered arm, mm-hmm. which is interesting, and my. Might make him more dangerous. As it's that Yeti. other long arm, though, it's grabbing the, around that it's tree. the injured right? animal that's the most dangerous, they say. Right. <laughs> he could but, have been injured. Right. But something about that arm. Look at that belly on that guy, too. I know. Oof. I mean, that's the thing. We can get back into the costume thing, but when you look at, like... Oh, I don't think this is, like, a costume. I think this could be someone just prepared for the weather to do his murdering. Right. That's well, it. Yeah. I gotta get on my snowsuit, right. get out there, and start slaughtering some hikers. You do a great Russian accent. <laughs> Thank you. I know. Yeah, we have one accent on this show. I know it's really true, <laughs> but it's universal. Oh well, that is scary. That's really creepy. Yeah, uh, and sorry. I know we have a lot of visual aids for a podcast, but if you go to our Instagram page and we our Facebook page, we will have it. And, and we're look gonna up, get a website up. Yeah, and look too. them up yourself. I mean, this is yeah, just, you just do look the up work. Russian Mank, and this this slackers. photo will pop up, and you know, and you be the judge. Ugh. All right, you be the judge, Kevin. Any final last words? Uh, we're gonna we're gonna come back for a final segment. But is there any final thoughts you want to share about what you've just heard? Well, I think we should focus on the two that got away. And the fact that they had enough sense to get away from that animal and get up to higher ground, build a fire, get naked, use body heat to warm each other. And that's, to me, the story, because those are the heroes. That's where the real story is. Yeah. I would agree. Great. All right. I mean, they did die. They failed. But in their arms, maybe. Yeah. 
But they found something. They, they found learned a lot something. about life right before. Mm-hmm. They found out that Yetis exist, and they found out that the, a man couldn't love another man. <laughs> <laughs> that was the invention of homosexuality. Oh. <laughs> what year was that? Uh, 59. Could yeah, be. it's about when it started, right? I was I was not a homosexual prior to 59. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think it existed. It's a pretty damning date. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we will be right back. Okay, we're back. It's Bigfoot Collectors Club. And uh, this is the part of the show where we talk about collecting things on um kevin now i I, we're we're friends and i know that you i think (laughs) right yeah before you looked we're totally friends (laughs) yeah uh so um i know i i have known you to collect a few things in your adult life Mm -hmm. but also one of my favorite things about you is that you had a very uh from what i understand an extensive matchbox car collection when you were kid i did do you have anything you'd like to share um well i brought them all here as everybody can see <laughs> more visuals more visuals <laughs> they're all here every one of i them. wish you guys could see this because they're levitating <laughs> which is also adding to the show uh i had a huge huge collection of matchbox cars and i i don't know back then and back back then i mean the 70s and 80s it seemed like in my memory, when you went to the any store, sold them, and certainly a toy store had thousands of them on racks, and they they were they were real cars. They weren't they weren't like race cars. They right. were like real. They weren't it, like any real car that existed had its matchbox doppelganger. Whereas yeah. Hot Wheels was more like imaginary cool cars with like, yeah. this one's a skeleton. And, and this today, one... whenever I, they still catch my eye in the store. This is what I wanted to get but to. But they're always like a purple hot rod with right. like flames on the side and it doesn't even look like any, you don't even know what car that is. You're very good at identifying cars. In real life I am and it's because of my Matchbox collection. And would kid. you play with them? Yes. Or would you just collect them? Um... Tell me if this sounds like I was playing with him. I would lock myself in my bedroom. <laughs> Dang. I had a built-in, so I had a counter that ran the length of the room. And I would create all kinds of little just piles of things and all that to make a little city on that counter. And I would just wheel these cars around. And each one, different ones had were collected in family groupings. And, like, this is where their house and he goes to work here. And the shelf also provided – it was sort of a – I think of it as, like um, – What's that show that just came out that was uh, Skarsgård and all, oh, the, Big all the wonderful Lies. women? Big I Little say Skarsgård first because yeah, you knew Big, him Big, from Big, True Blood. Big Little Lies. That's yeah, it. Big Little Lies. It, it was that kind of community because it had cliffs from the drop-off so of the counter. So they were like in Monterey. Yeah, they were in Mo- so Monterey. And I would run these cars on basic errands and be thrilled by it. Like I never <laughs> – I didn't awesome. have tracks. And every now and then someone would try to buy me like loops and tracks and I would right. just like – they would collect dust in the corner. No, Because I was busy – Running these women Mrs. around Reynolds the was, in Monterey. Mrs. Reynolds had run out of shampoo <laughs> yes. and oh. had to go down to and the local And there were some dark stories, too, and like some, you know, any, cheating. Any, and... any bodies in the trunks of those cars? Oh, God, I don't know if I ever did that. That would have been great. Well, I did. I kept a... I got a pair of pliers from my dad, and I would twist the fuck out of these cars to where they looked like they'd been 
they had rolled down a cliff, sure. an embankment. <laughs> Wait, what? And when I had duplicates, like if I had, oh gosh, I've got two of these white Chevy Cavaliers. Well, one of them would instantly get mutilated so that I could do the thing where she's driving, she's driving. A lot of women characters. Right. She's driving, she's driving. Strong and would, female oh, yeah. heroine. I was telling strong female-driven stories way before Hollywood <laughs> totally. got oh, on board. Yeah. And the car, there it went down the cliff, and then I would just sl- Slide of hand, yeah. switch the, the beaten up <laughs> Oh, one. the horror. Yeah, homemade special effects. Uh-huh. But I was obsessed, but I really did love that they were real cars. Like, you could get just every normal little car. Like, oh, it's a Nissan yeah. uh, 200, 280ZX. I brought the wrong toy because I finally found the Matchbox equivalent of the old car that I used to have. It was a late-modeled 63 Chevy Nova Deuce, and Oof. they finally came out with one, and I grabbed them both, but... But uh, yeah, I I love those too, man. Those are those cars are the best. Kevin, it sounds like your childhood bedroom was a very magical place. It was uh, between I, that and thought, shadow phantoms coming in to crush you. <laughs> right. in sleep. Yeah, I think well, so. You had a lot on your plate. And then my brother collected all the, which Michael can speak to this, and I'm wondering if you can too. The Star Wars, stuff oh yeah, and the oh yeah, figures and all that. And yep. I would also take the duplicates we had on those and take a cigarette lighter and melt their face off. Oh, yeah. Off. I did the magnifying glass, like like carve out their guts or something with a Yeah, with the so that it looked the like the, they'd been shot with a laser. Totally. My favorite so thing to do was uh, we, when we'd play G.I. Joe's, and then there were these figures called cops that were not very popular, but I loved them. Yeah. Wait, that was a line of... They were lying. They were cybernetic cops in the future, mm-hmm. and they kind of... They were like six-inch G.I. Joe. They were by Hasbro, I think, and they had all the, like, were not articulation. At all. It was just, like, a bunch of middle-aged Kansas <laughs> right. police officers. Uh, this well, is Roscoe. Sounds like they'd <laughs> yeah. fit right in this in your little Fred. Monterey <laughs> County where all the women are suddenly out of every item in their household. I'll tell you. Um, With all my female characters, those cops could have rolled in and gotten some poon, <laughs> let me just tell you. <laughs> so, uh, we used to take uh, Crayola. It's fine. It, we understand. It's okay. Yeah. It's yeah. safe, guys. Yeah. We're idiots. We're just joking around exactly. here. Exactly. Um, we would get the Crayola marker and we'd draw like blood on their faces. Like we'd, like they'd be bleeding out of their nose and eyes, and it would wipe right off. So that was like our favorite mm-hmm. thing to do. Good. Oh, That's man. a good one. Yeah. Well, I, Bryce, yeah. did you bring something to share today? I did. I wish I would have brought that car, but I didn't. Hold on. Here's a cool toy. Um, have you ever seen these uh, these mini mates? Oh yeah. Do you remember the movie The Predator? I don't know mini mates. I do. Can know. I take it? Yeah, from go ahead. Well, I brought that one because last week I told a story about the Skinwalker. Kevin, there's a there's a demon in Utah that that cloaks itself just like the Predator. And uh, oh yeah. Wait, oh, I'm sorry. Cool. You have to explain to me. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, I don't know if I've ever seen the Predator. You've never, You've never seen, seen Predator. Pred- I don't think Predator, I it guys. It stands it's not up the as Predator. Pre- right, right. It's <laughs> one of the greatest sci-fi that movies like of the all time. Dumbest movie, The Predator. The Predator. I'm gonna start remaking movies. <laughs> the Alien. Right. The Predator. Right. It's like the Facebook. The just te- get rid of the- going back to Texas, we probably call all of that. The- Y'all seen the aliens? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all seen the aliens? Hey, uh, <laughs> I, have you heard about? I saw the, the Star Wars. Yeah, the, let me I just heard about you. the Star Wars going on right. up there. There's a. They, they got. Blazer swords and shit. How about the the Raiders of the Lost Ark? <laughs> oh, I love the Indiana Jones. <laughs> now, did Empire Strikes Back? Was that the Empire Strikes Back? The Empire, Empire Strikes yeah, Back. It was. So in Texas, yes. that would be the the, the, the Empire <laughs> Strikes. Well, the right. Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mini mates are like little Lego. They're almost like little Lego guys. They're yeah. kind of blocky little figures. Those are cool. Yeah. I don't they're have cool. any of those, but they're cool. Yeah, you know, oh, I love it. Should've but these are not car. put out by Lego. No, I don't think so. Yeah, they look like them. I think they're. Yeah. Diamond. You got to see that movie, Kevin. 
Okay, what happens in it? Oh, I mean, give me the, lots. Give me the tease. There's right. a lot of homoerotic tension yes. in that film. I'm in. So a group of ex-military kind of men, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, they get hired to go defeat this band of rebels out in the maybe let's say Vietnamese forests. Mm-hmm. I think it's in Panama. Sure, let's use Panama. Mm-hmm. And so they go out there, but only they're not finding the rebel forces. They're finding something else in the woods. It, much like the you be the judge the story you I told. I bet it's one of those big snakes. It's actually a lot like the story you told today. Yeah. What's that movie with the big snake? Anaconda. The anaconda. Yeah. The anaconda. The anaconda. Great. Uh, <laughs> it really does. But do you kill ever get a glimpse movie. of the thing that they that's in the woods? Uh oh. So oh, the predator. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You mm-hmm. get a big. Oh, old, yeah. When so it, it's not just one of those it. where it's just rustles. No. So here's, and then the, here's what I love body. about the predator. It's an alien from another planet that comes here to hunt because it's Earth has some of the best hunting grounds. So he just oh comes God, and hunts so, humans. It's like those rich dentists that go to Africa. Yeah, like yes, the, yes like the Trump boys. And yes. we don't know what his day job is on his home planet. No, he, and could he's be a dentist. Got could some be. very big teeth. Right. Yeah. So he clearly takes care of himself. Right. Uh, before we wrap up, Kevin, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, well, nobody's. I'm We're in mid December right now. Yes. Okay. Oh, so this is going to come out mid-December? This is, uh, this is like this, yeah, this is like the second week in December right now. Well, hey, catch the, the I think for the last, uh, to the listeners, there might be one weekend left, I think, of this holiday groundling show that I think I'll be participating in. Oh, great, in. yes. Okay, cool. Friday and Saturday nights, uh, it's all, uh, it's just, just runs for a month and it's all, and I'm an alumni and they let the alumni do that show. And uh, Jim Rash is doing it with me. He's another alumni. And the Christmas and some, shows are always fun. They're I've, fun. I've, it's all uh, sketches that have a holiday uh, theme. Great. And, and then, then nobody's is not coming out till I think next summer. Well, that's but, okay. But, but you can check Paramount out season. You're in season one, correct? If season nobody's? one. Binge season one. Do it. Yeah. Binge yeah. it. Bryce. Yes. Anything to plug? Yeah. Follow us on Instagram at Bigfoot Collectors Club. And uh, like Mike said earlier, you know, send us uh, any kind of story that you may have. We'd be happy to read it and maybe even tell it on uh, one of our podcasts. Yeah. Bigfoot Collectors Club at gmail.com. Uh, you can find me at McMills on Instagram and Twitter. Also, make sure that you're watching, getting caught up. I think we're in a, a mid hiatus. Uh, mid-season hiatus right now but crazy ex-girlfriend when it comes back in january i'll be in it a bunch i'm really excited about the episodes this season is really really good so please watch that um before we go i want to thank riley bray our sound engineer and uh i just want to give a big shout out and a huge thanks to lotus pool records and the band sun eaters for our music from the song come alone and uh yeah until uh until next time I'm 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 Michael. I'm 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 Bryce. I'm 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 Kevin. Bye everybody. <laughs> Later. No goodbye. Say goodbye. Say goodbye. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds 
wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible. And if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday.